You are listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast with pet business coach Kristen Morrison. Episode number 114. Welcome to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast, where it's all about pet business challenges, real coaching, and real solutions to help you thrive in your pet business and in your life. And now, here's your host, pet business coach Kristen Morrison. As pet care professionals, your clients trust you to care for their furry family members. Pet Sitters Associates is here to help. For over 20 years, Pet Sitters Associates has provided thousands of members with quality pet care insurance. If you work in the pet care industry or you want to make your passion for pets into a profession, you can take your career to the next level with flexible coverage options, client connections, and complete freedom in running your business. Learn why Pet Sitters Associates is the perfect fit for you and get a free quote today at PetSitLLC.com. Also, Pet Sitters Associates is offering Prosperous Pet Business Podcast listeners $15 off when you join today by using the discount code PODCAST at checkout. To find out more, go to the podcast show notes page at ProsperousPetBusiness.com forward slash podcast 114. Hi, pet business owners. I hope you are doing well this week so far. I wanted to say a hearty hello to you, and I'm really excited about this episode that is with Mallory. She is a pet sitter and dog walker from Texas. In this episode, she mentions the Hiring Handbook, which is a book that I wrote for pet sitters and dog walkers. We also talk about the application packet, which is a hiring process that has helped many pet business owners hire great people. And I have included links to those items in the show notes. You can go to prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 114. That's the number 14. Again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 114 to find out more about those items if you're interested. We also talked about the episode with Shira. There was an early podcast episode for the Prosperous Pet Business podcast that I interviewed my friend Shira, who at that time was a 50-year-old who had just had a baby. And she did not adopt a baby, but she actually gave birth at 50. It was a heart's desire dream for her, something she really yearned to do. You know, her whole life was to have a child. And for a number of reasons, which she explains on the podcast, it wasn't able to happen until she was 50. And the miraculous story of how she ended up giving birth is really worth listening to. Even if you are not interested in having kids or you have kids and birth is long behind you, I really would encourage you to listen to that episode because it's about really going after your dreams, even if they seem impossible. So I am also including a link to that episode in the show notes. Again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 114. So in this episode with Mallory today, she had a lot of questions about wanting to expand her business, wanting to hire in her business. You may have similar questions. Some of her questions were, you know, how do I go about expanding to areas? You know, she's in certain areas now, but she wants to really expand her reach in terms of her business. And does she hire in those areas or does she use her current staff and have them travel initially? Just a short distance, but still, how does she go about doing that? So we talk in depth about that. And she also has a question which a lot of pet business owners ask me, which is, do I hire first or do I do advertising first? Because if I hire first, don't I need clients to actually give to those new hires? So we talk about that. And if that's a 
a question that you have, you're going to love this episode. She also has the question of how do I just hire for on-call? Or what if I hire and I don't have anything to give them initially? So that's another thing that we talk about. And one of her main concerns, too, was really wanting her staff and her clients to feel valued and attended to when the business grows even more. I mean, she is growing by leaps and bounds, but she wants to take it even a step further by expanding in different areas. So how does she go about growing her business and still having that personal, loving, attentive connection that she currently has with staff and clients when her business is quite large and is delegating the client task going to help or hurt her business? She also has questions about whether to hire a manager and how to go about doing that. How does she pay that manager? How does she deal with, you know, odd hours that the manager might work and where to find a good manager? So we talk about all of this and a lot more on this podcast episode. I hope you enjoy it. Hi. Hello, Mallory. Hi. So cool. A face to your name. Oh, yeah. I hear you all the time and it's so cool to see you. (laughs) In person. I'm really here. Yeah. <laughs> Not a disembodied voice. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's wonderful, wonderful to connect with you today. Yeah, you too. Think I just have to start off by saying thank you so much. Like I started listening to your podcast a few months ago. And from there, I'm now on the hiring handbook audiobook. And I just can't get enough of it. Even even if it's things that I feel like I've already learned or gone through, I still just connect with people so much to be like, yes, yes, I struggled with that. I'm not the only one. It's comforting, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And you know, now you're a part of that. So thank you so much. Oh, of course. Here you are helping others just like you have been helped by the ones who have come before you. Yeah, it's a huge gift. I feel like um, I just hear from listeners all the time how helpful these coaching sessions are because people, when they're self-employed, feel very alone. They feel isolated. Even if they have business owner friends, if they don't have pet business owner friends, it can be really hard because it's such a unique, unusual profession. And there are certain challenges that we pet business owners deal with that other business owners don't. So totally. I'm really, I'm really happy to be working with you today. Okay. Yeah. So tell me about you and your business. I would love to hear about it. Okay. Well, I'm in Dallas, Texas. Um, I own a dog walking and pet sitting company called City Sniffers. I started dog walking whenever I I decided I didn't want to be a nurse anymore. Nursing school wasn't for me. Um, And it started off from a dog walker that I previously used that was moving to Portland. And he didn't really have anybody to refer his clients to. And I was like, I've dog dog sat since I was, you know, a kid. So you know what, send them my way and I'll figure out what my next idea for life is. Mm -hmm. Um, And absolutely loved it. And right off the bat, you know, had, five amazing clients and then continued to grow. Um, Mm -hmm. A friend of a friend owned a dog walking company. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, Hey, is there any way that, you know, we could go have a coffee and talk and I would love to get some pointers from you. Um, We ended up being business partners. Oh, wow. She she was really great on the kind of admin side of things. Mm -hmm. And I was really great with people and getting new clients. And that just came extremely natural to me. Mm -hmm. Um, We're partners for a year and we basically realized that neither one of us needed a partner. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we needed a manager instead. Yes, exactly. So yeah. Uh Um, But I learned so much and I was, I'm so thankful for that time. Uh Um, That was uh, four years ago uh, that we split our businesses and I started City Snippers. Okay, great. Um, Yeah. And then from there, um, you know, I feel like I just keep 
growing and learning and expanding uh-huh. um, little bit by little bit. Um, right. And this year has been kind of a focus on getting everything really organized mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. laying things out in a way that, you know, like could be a turnkey operation one day mm-hmm. or, and just for everyday ease. Yep. Um, exactly. I, yeah, I moved away from Dallas for a year and was able mm-hmm. to um, hire a manager to mm-hmm. manage my business and everything was really great. Mm-hmm. Um, a few months ago, I lost that manager mm-hmm. and I quickly realized how much I relied on her. Yeah. Because um, she kind of helped whenever you know I was moving of figuring out what this role was. Um, and now... I don't think that I will give a role quite like that to anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really glad I had the experience of it. Yep. Now, I guess my biggest question is um, I want to grow mm-hmm. and I know that I want to um, delegate more responsibilities to others. Mm-hmm. Um, I am unclear whether I should grow more exactly where I'm at or start to venture out to, I'm in Dallas. So there's, you know, Mm -hmm. Fort Worth, there's a tons of little pockets everywhere. So I feel like it's a very um, easy thing to expand. Yes. Um, But I just don't know exactly like what comes first, the chicken or the egg. Do I, you know, you know, do I find a walker that can just work sometimes whenever I get clients, do I, Uh and then how do I, delegate walkers to a manager and what mm-hmm. responsibility should that manager have versus what should I have? Yeah. Um, okay. So those great. are lots of my questions. Okay. Got it. What we're going to focus on today is looking at staff and where to go with that. If we have time, we can work a little bit on the manager piece, but I think what's, what it's sounding like is needing to happen right now is to look at expansion or not. If there's expansion, how to do that in a way that will work for you to keep the integrity of your business. I mean, you've created such a solid structure here that, you know, we don't want it to have you grow too quickly, which can dismantle that structure. Mm -hmm. If growth happens fast, it can actually kind of demolish the foundation. So I love that you're sensitive to that. You're thinking about, really wanting to grow in a way that makes sense and how to do that. So the one thing that is really important before we even go further is to look at what you want to be conscious of is not having your staff drive too far, right? Because Mm -hmm. and different areas, like for some areas, five miles can take 30 minutes if it's a high traffic time. For other areas, five miles is five minutes. It's just, woo, super quick. And certain times of day. And so it's important to look at not having the people that are working for you driving more than, let's say, 15 minutes in any direction. Because I've already drive- got that. In, yeah. Okay, great. I'm super conscious of that. Wonderful. And I'm super respectful of people's schedules. And, and I basically, yeah, I schedule them in pockets. So I'm like, Beautiful. we have Uptown, we have yes. like Highlands, we have, you know, Perfect. so. Okay, great. Yeah, I love so. that you're on the ball with that. So as you move forward in thinking about expanding, you will want to hire first before you get clients. Because if you get clients, you never know how long it'll take to hire somebody. They can't wait for that. Whereas staff members are more likely to be able to wait. So that's the direction that you want to go in. Now you had mentioned, do you hire people who can kind of be waiting in the wings and just take business as it comes? And really that's what you want to do. And a lot of business owners think without really thinking about it, they just have this impulse of like, I can't find that person. They're Mm going to want full-time or they're going to want steady part-time. But the reality is you can. You absolutely can. And there are a lot of people who would actually value this type of work to start out slow and then increase as business increases. And so the key really is 
for that is finding out, well, finding these first people, obviously, but then also looking at how much do they need to make per week doing part-time work with you? Because if they need to make $500 a week, let's say, and you only have a couple clients to start, or maybe even none to start, and you're going to begin marketing, actively marketing to grow these certain areas, then it's not going to be a good fit. So what I recommend doing is really getting clear with the staff members that you do hire for these outlying areas that are perhaps a little further than your current staff members can go. And so Mm -hmm. hiring new people and asking them, you know, how much do you need to make doing part-time work with us? You probably heard me talk about the application packet that a lot of pet Mm -hmm. sitters and dog walkers have used to hire people. And so that's- I've purchased it. Okay, great. So Mm -hmm. in that application packet, it's going to have, it has how much do you need to make per week doing part-time work? Now, if you get an application packet that says, I need to make $1,000 a week or 500, doesn't necessarily mean they're not right. It just means you need to really have a truthful conversation with them about the reality, which is, I actually don't have any clients in this area right now, but I'm going to be actively marketing to get them. Okay. Right. That's one thing. Um, the other thing is in your ad where you are placing an ad for help wanted in these particular areas, you also want to be really clear there because that's kind of the first hurdle that they jump over. And then the second hurdle that they jump over before you hire them is the application packet. So you want to have these two hurdles in alignment with what you need to ensure that it's going to be a right fit for them and you. So what you want to say is just be very clear in the ad we we only have one or two clients to start and we'll have more as business continues. We're looking for somebody who can grow into this position and the pay is this, you know, you want to have it be a very short help wanted ad. A lot of people make a mistake of having this long novel and then you lose potential people because it's so long. So <laughs> just the fast, you know, and be really clear and the bullet points of, what you actually need. Now, you probably already have done this really well to get the people that you have, but I'm just kind of highlighting this for this new, these new areas. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I do want to touch on one thing. So one of my main concerns, and I have this as a bullet point, Uh um, is I am a firm believer in having happy staff and creating a happy worker creates a happy customer. Totally. So I try my best to make, you know, everybody that works with me feel appreciated and feel important that their time is important, that, you know, they're valued. Um, That's one of my main concerns about growing is I don't know how to, so say I do grow and then I get a manager in this particular area how does that translate? So making sure that they have that core value instilled in them. Like I I want everybody that's associated with my company to feel valued and appreciated because I feel like it trickles down and it creates a good work environment. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I went through this in my own company. So I'm speaking from personal experience here, as well as having worked with a lot of pet business owners with this. So what I found as I started to do fewer of the actual services and eventually none of the actual services, and I ran my business in conjunction with my managers, basically, I would work three days a week, they would work four. What I found, I was concerned about that too, And when I was working, I made a concerted effort and I actually found that I had more energy to appreciate them, to really nurture our connection. Whereas when I was doing a lot of the services and running the business, there's only so much of me to go around. So as the business grew, it was kind of counterintuitive because it's like, Is that really possible? But what it did is it freed up my time and my energy. 
because I didn't really have a lot of energy left over before when I was doing the actual services and running the company and living my life, taking mm-hmm. care of my well-being, you know, it all kind of adds yeah. up. And so where do you siphon off some of that energy to give to your staff so that they feel appreciated, cared for, and valued? So mm-hmm. I think what you'll find, especially because your intention is so strong here, that as you begin to delegate more, you're going to begin to feel like you have more bandwidth to be able to give your staff what they need, the personal attention that they need in Mm -hmm. terms of letting them know how much you care about them and appreciate them. And also one thing is, you know, gifts matter. And so do financial gifts. So giving bonuses randomly, not just at the holidays, is important. Yeah. It really is. And I made a point to really speak my appreciation. So whenever a client said, oh my God, Jenny did such a great job. I, rather than sort of park that away in my brain and think I'm going to call Jenny later, I immediately stopped what I was going to do. And I called Jenny and let her know. Mm-hmm. And I did that every single time because it takes 60 seconds and it makes such a difference when staff members are hearing from me or from clients how much their work matters, they're going to be more likely to stay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I would really recommend that. And it can be easy to kind of shelf that. Oh, I'll do that later. But then something else comes later. And then you forget. So just in that very moment when a client sends you an email, calls you, says so-and-so did such a good job, that's your cue to immediately contact your staff member and say, just want to let you know I heard from this client. They just raved about you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. I love to. So we have the happiness surveys after each visit too. And that's just awesome because then yeah. they get the feedback immediately. Oh, and that's so good. Yeah. I, I love happiness. sending them. I know. I know. And I love yeah. that you call them happiness surveys instead of <laughs> uh, client questionnaires <laughs> because it sets you up for success. And if they're not happy, the intention is for them to be happy, right? For sure. Yeah. I mean, you learn something here about yep. what's what's going on and that's, that's okay. Right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that. That's great. And you can also get testimonials from those as well, right? When a client writes how much they appreciate one of your staff members, you can then reach out and say, can I use this on the website? Or would you be willing to post on Yelp or Nextdoor? It's a great opportunity Absolutely. for that too. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, Any other questions around this? Um, I think as far as just growing and, you know, in those areas, I think that's all I have. If we have time for one more question, I would love to. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. And I, and I Great. want to talk a little bit about the manager too, before we end here. So <laughs> that's where I was going okay, with it. Um, so I have um, promoted, one of our um, walkers to do part-time management work. So basically I'm able to take time off Um, and it's going great. And I'm really getting a sense of like, okay, like this is what I'm comfortable giving her Mm -hmm. and I can kind of grow from there. So I can create a new job description essentially. Um, I think one of my biggest questions, honestly, is a pay scale. I've done research and I, I, you know, I am, a firm believer in compensating people mm-hmm. well. Um, but I also don't want to go, I don't want to be on either end of that. I no. don't want to start off compensating somebody too much yep. and then there's That's no room right. for growth there. So That's I don't right. know what, I don't know what that looks like. Okay. So I'm going to give you some homework today around this because this will create clarity. So one thing I want you to do is go to Craigslist <laughs> Believe it or not, that's going to be a good place for you to do some exploration in terms of rates. And what I want you to do is to go to the job section 
and go to customer service. There's a section called customer service. There's also, um, might be like office work or something like that. Any subjects uh, in the job section that might be remotely related, even the et cetera jobs can be a good point to look at. And what you want to do is you're going to find, and I would also do a search for admin assistance in the job okay. section as well. There may be like admin assistant section as well. So the reason why I want you to do that is that's going to give you a clue in terms of what the going rate is in your area, because it's going to be very different in Texas and even different areas in Texas than it might be, say, in California or New York City or Kansas. And mm -hmm. so you want to pay the going rate based on the location and not just the job, because that really matters. And right. so what I would recommend doing is creating a spreadsheet that really details different jobs that you find and the pay rate per hour for those jobs, and especially for the remote jobs, if you can find them. But if you can't, also go with office workers. And really, the category is going to be instead of a manager, because anytime you tack on the word manager, it's usually going to be more expensive. So going mm -hmm. forward, you might even want to call this person an admin assistant because are they truly managing? And maybe they're right. managing the business, but are they managing staff? If they're managing staff and hiring and all of that, then you would want to call them a manager. But for this particular position, that's part-time where you're exploring, you know, down the road, this person may end up hiring and may end up managing. But for now, what I would call them is an admin assistant. And so that's what you want to be looking for and seeing what the going rate is for an admin assistant, for an office worker who's answering the phone, returning emails, maybe scheduling. You know, you want to look for the specific job descriptions that you have. It doesn't have to be every single job description that this person is doing for you, but there'll probably be a number of them that are similar. And so that will give you a clue as far as the hourly rate. It's going to range. You're going to find there's going to be a low, there's going to be kind of a middle ground, and then there's going to be a high ground. And what I would say is I actually recommend starting off at the middle ground and then raising it say in six months, because that creates longevity and incentive for that person to stay and to really learn and grow. Right now, there's going to be a lot of handholding for you with that person, because it's mm -hmm. a very unusual position. So mm -hmm. in that way, eventually, we want to get them to a higher pay scale than it might be for the average admin assistant, because it is it's essentially running your business, you know, not totally because yeah. they're not going to be managing people just yet, but they may be in the future. And there are a lot of hats to wear with this pos particular position mm -hmm. and a lot of moving parts and a lot of things to be aware of. You've got the pets personalities, you've got the clients personalities, you've got the scheduling. I mean, you know, all this. So because of that, we do eventually want to get that person in the higher pay bracket. But to start out, because you're going to be investing a lot of time and energy, we want to have them be in the middle. So if you're finding, let's say, $15 is the low per hour, I'm just throwing out numbers here. $15 mm -hmm. is the low, 20 is the high. Then you're going to be looking at maybe 17 to start. Mm -hmm. And then... But with your eye on, okay, I'm going to be working up to that 20, maybe in a year and a half, they're going to get to 20. Maybe in six months, they'll be, they'll get a dollar per hour raise or a $2 per hour raise as an incentive. 
Okay, awesome. Want to take what you're learning from the podcast and begin to apply it in your own pet business so you can see powerful results? The Pet Business Online Course Learning Platform can help you do that. You'll find instant access courses that can help you launch or grow your pet business starting right now. You can watch, listen, and learn from the courses right now or whenever works best for you and from wherever you're at in the world. The How to Start Your Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Business in 7 Days Online Course gives you step-by-step instruction and comprehensive tools to help you launch your own pet care business and get paying clients in just one week. The four-week Pet Business Catapult program provides a weekly comprehensive plan to help you create systems and strategies so you can work on your business instead of in your business. You'll also learn exactly what you need to find, hire, and train quality staff and attract high-paying, profitable clients. With these classes and the many other online classes you'll find on the course platform, you can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success starting right now. Go to PetBusinessCourses.com. That's PetBusinessCourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now. You'll find many classes for all your business needs, including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use Facebook marketing to grow your pet business, plus many others. New courses are added monthly. These online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth and profitability. And you'll receive your courses in less than 60 seconds after ordering. To find out more, go to PetBusinessCourses.com. So my business is open from 7 to 9, 7 days a week. 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, we do, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Those office hours are really um, too much because that's a long day for you. If you're working in the office, it doesn't mean that you're not checking email because you probably are. Even if your office hours are different, you know, you're probably checking email before 7am and after 9pm sometimes. But really what I would encourage you to do is to, get your office hours to be more normal, like maybe it maybe even like 8am or 9am to 6pm. And Mm -hmm. you want to say on your voicemail that we do check messages. If there's an emergency, we will be in touch because you want clients to feel reassured that if they have an emergency or there's a pet emergency, you're aware of it. But what you don't want to do is have clients be expecting calls and emails during 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. That's a long day. Yeah. Right. Um, So I already have in place set office hours on our system. So it's super cool. It'll say like, hey, you've messaged us out of office hours. We'll return your message you know, tomorrow during our office hours, okay. which is super nice. Yeah. Um, I think that I guess my biggest question here is, um, while I have somebody else, um, being an admin for the day, um, part of that responsibility is just checking in that the walkers are where they're supposed to be. Yes. And since we since our last service basically is between seven and nine and we could have four services at seven. So they're working up until 9 PM. Yep. I guess that's where it becomes a little hairy for me is I want to make sure that somebody's around and able to be there to answer questions for that walker. Got it. Or if there is, you know, an emergency or something like that. So, well, one thing you might want to do is, yeah, you could give your staff, the managers, I'm calling her a manager, but let's say admin assistant, you could give her their, them, her phone number in the event of an emergency. That's something you could do so that they're not, that admin assistant isn't having to check messages that early. And mm-hmm. that also, if, if they're an employee, that's going to be very tricky. You'd have to pay a salary for that because that's a long period of time. Now, what some right. people do is they do a split shift. So let's say maybe between 7 and 11 a.m. And then again, between, let's say, 3 to 7 or something like that to create, mm-hmm. 
you know, a more manageable schedule. But so that's something that's a workaround that you might want to look at doing. Um, The other thing is I'm imagining when your sitters and walkers are going into doing these sits and walks, part of their job is to check off in the software that they've done it, right? Mm -hmm. Are they doing that very? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Okay, great. Because then a report card goes to the client and that shows them a GPS. It shows them a report card report card, potty summary, all, you know, all of that. Okay, great. That's So we're able to see, yeah, where they're at in their day, what time they started this walk and, you know, at at a glance. Okay. So given that it seems like the admin can check into that system, or I don't know if there's a possibility with the software to get an alert if somebody hasn't checked in. Can you, we have, yeah, we have that set up. Okay, perfect. So in that case, they would only be reaching out to the sitters or walkers if if the admin hasn't gotten an alert that they've already done their visit or walk, right? And so right. what I would say is having your staff have the admin cell phone, and maybe you get a work phone that is specific for that admin. It's the private bat phone, you know, that only (laughs) the staff members can call in the event of an emergency. And that admin assistant only has them on, has that phone on during her scheduled times. Mm -hmm. Something like that. That's something that I would recommend doing as a way to kind of alleviate that part of you that knows that sometimes things come up. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. It's, I mean, you've always got to be on your toes. <laughs> it's true. It's true. With this kind yeah. of business with homes, clients, and pets, there are a lot of moving parts, a lot of variables. And the busier you are, the more likely it is that something is going to happen. It's a numbers game, yeah. right? And so I think for you to whatever you can do like this, this was a good point that you brought up. Whatever you can do like this that's going to alleviate any worry or concern on your end, knowing that things are taken care of, is going to be really important because it's going to help you have full time off when you take time off. And to be able to truly relax, you're not going to have PTSD around, oh my God, something's going to happen, right? You're going to know that you're only going to be contacted in the event of an emergency that the admin assistant can't deal with. And, you know, perhaps the staff members have your cell phone too, like a private personal cell phone that is only to be used in a dire emergency. If it's not a dire emergency, they need to call the admin assistant. Mm -hmm. Something like that. We have a really cool system set up right now. Basically we use a Google voice number. Okay. And so we're able to, you know, say we're switching off for the day. Like she's mm-hmm. able to see the same messages that I'm able to see. Um, and then once she finishes up for the day, she'll do a summary of what happened during that day. Like Perfect. if there's anything I need to know about or anything like yeah. that. Um, so that's really nice because then I can be like, turn off notifications uh-huh. for Google voice exactly. and be like, no, yeah. So, but then like I can respond if it is an emergency or she doesn't know the answer to it. If, you know, so I love that. Yes. But just that, just that long day, that's what I was really worried about of just asking that of anybody or, you know. I know, I know. And it may be that you need to, you do need to do a split shift so that it's not, they're not on call. I mean, there are certain employment regulations too that would prohibit that unless they're salaried. So that would be something that I would talk to with an employment lawyer in Texas to really Mm -hmm. determine how many hours they can work, what the minimum amount is, you know, the minimum wage for those on-call times. How do you deal with the on-call times? An employment lawyer is going to be your best friend in terms of really helping you do that in a way that will be legally binding and will work for you, work for your manager. And, you know, the first step too, is to see if she's even willing to do that. Oh, she, she is. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I have been so lucky with the staff that I've had, and like I am just so thankful. Oh, well, I would imagine it's a reflection of you too. So mm-hmm. I would take some ownership for that. Yeah, we Thank attract you. like attracts like, <laughs> and so that's not to say that you know the listeners that are dealing with really challenging people doesn't necessarily mean that they created that reality. You know, sometimes we get bad apples, but, but oftentimes what I find is that the business owners who consistently have really great staff are doing things right in terms of clarity, treating their staff members really well. Like you brought this up in the conversation today of you really want your staff to feel appreciated, valued, cared for. That is a huge deal for you. Mm -hmm. It matters. And it does have a trickle down effect in terms of the staff. I mean, sorry, the clients, the pets, you know, the health of the business, all of it, it really matters. And so you're really in touch with that. So you're doing a lot that's right and it's working. Yeah. I just, yeah. I mean, I hear you preach about, hey, you need to take care of you. You need to do your, you know, figure out your own goals in life and make those happen because I have for so many years poured myself into my business and, um, you know, it's it's kind of a roller coaster sometimes of like, so into it. And then like, I need some time off and then but I have specific goals and uh-huh. I'm ready to achieve them. Great. And I, I know that I need to grow my business larger in order to make these happen. Yes. And so trying to do that, yes, with integrity and keeping true to who we are. And so I yeah. really appreciate your advice and I'm oh. excited. Oh, I I'm excited for you. And, you know, going back to, before we end here, I just want to really highlight the self-care piece, because that can often be the first thing that goes when a business starts to gain momentum. And there is this excitement around growing a business. It's thrilling and wonderful. And there are a lot of hats to wear and it can create a level of workaholism that can be unhealthy unless it's monitored. And so One thing that I've done in my own life that's really made a difference for me is really scheduling in self-care. So walks, you know, daily walks, that's part of my self-care, journal writing in the morning, like I have a morning practice, scheduling time with my husband so we have quality time. It comes down to a lot of scheduling but that scheduling mm-hmm. creates a container for a great life that then supports a great business. Mm-hmm. And so I really want to encourage you to schedule things for yourself, have them be as important as client meetings or staff meetings, because what can happen in a business is you might schedule things for yourself and then business gets busy and that's the first first thing to go right Mm -hmm. so it's a holy sacred experience when it's you in your calendar it's as important as everything else in your calendar and even more important because you are running your business and if you're not true to yourself and your needs self-care all the things right that's going mm-hmm. to impact your business in a negative way. And I see Absolutely. a family photo over your shoulder <laughs> there. So yes. you have a family. I do not, but I'm working oh. on it. So, I mean, that is my family. Yes. But yeah. um, that is my mom, sister, oh. brother-in-law, and nephew. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Um, oh. I'm engaged. And oh. I love to start a family um so that is part of my goals that I'm very serious about and I know that you know I'm ready to expand in lots of areas in my life and so that's great that's great yeah and you know I've 
gotten a lot of calls from pregnant women who are like, help me set up my business so that I can spend lots of time with my kid, my new child, you know, who's coming in five months or whatever. You're like, yeah, no. And it's people do it. Women are like rock stars. They're like, here's what I need to do. Help me do it. And they do it. And they have like six months with their kid maternity leave. Like Mm -hmm. it's amazing what can happen when there's a level of focus and intention, you know, and you right now. And so just knowing that when you do have kids, that is possible. Like your business can support you and your family beyond what it's doing now. Right. Mm -hmm. And you can have time with your kid or kids, future kids. That are out there waiting for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Oh, we have one extra struggle. My fiance is a woman and oh, her name is yeah. Stephanie. Um, oh, but yeah. so we have one extra little yeah. hurdle there. Oh, you but, know what? Believe me, I've worked with so many wives. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> here we go. We got it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no problem. I'm not worried about you for a second. Not for a Thank second. You. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Just, you know, I, yeah, I'm, oh, and I'm, I'm excited just, and ready. Oh, yeah. And just so you know, it's, there's actually a podcast. It might be like podcast number 10 or something. It is with my friend Shira, who her life. Oh, did you hear that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she was 50. Yeah, so impressed with her. She is so inspiring. Like, I was just in the car on my way to dog visit. Just like, yes, ma'am. Like, don't, and you know, don't give up. And it's so awesome. So she, um, this is just, I have chills as, as I think about her because Gracie, her daughter is, I think, eight now. Yeah. Wow. And uh, we recorded that a number of years ago, but she actually had, she told a couple friends that she wanted to have a baby and she was in her late forties. And two of her friends said, I have embryos. They offered her embryos and she had to choose which one, which. Wow. I mean, you know, when that's, it's supposed to happen, it's like yeah. floodgates open for her. And yeah. She had that choice of like, oh my God, what do I do? Like, you know, yeah. really think about it. But really anything's possible. It's only our mind that kind of gets in the way of what's mm-hmm. not possible. And so I really want to encourage you to really just think about this from that perspective of whatever you set your mind to do, you can do. No matter what you see around you, no matter what you hear from others. Yeah. And the universe will inspire to make it happen too, like it did for Shira. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that was hard. Yeah, you want this? Yeah. I'll give it to you. In fact, I'm going to make it a little tricky for you because you're going to have to decide. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Predicament she did not think t- she was going to be yeah. in. Exactly. So awesome. Yeah, yeah. So awesome. All right, my dear. Oh, yeah. On that note. <laughs> it was lovely to talk to you today. Aww. And again, I so appreciate you and sharing all of your knowledge and... I get so much from it. And thank you. Oh, you're so welcome, Mallory. It's such a pleasure to work with you today. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I'm so excited for what you're up to. I mean, you are a really skillful and smart businesswoman who it's kind of like the sky's the limit with you. I really feel (laughs) that you're already creating a turnkey business. You know, you mentioned that, but what you're up to right now is creating that. And the pieces that you have in place are supporting you for not only creating that turnkey business, but supporting the future life that you're stepping into. Wow. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, my dear. Have a beautiful day.
Thank Bye. you. You too. Bye. Hi, pet business owners. I hope you enjoyed that session with Mallory. If you'd like to know how she's doing now, you can go to the show notes page. I also have a link to find out more if you're interested about the hiring handbook, the application packet, as well as a link to Shira's episode, the one where she talks about how she is a 50-year-old who gave birth (laughs) to a baby and how she was able to really go for her dreams in spite of the impossible. So if you are feeling stuck, paralyzed, (laughs) really not knowing how to move forward with your goals, dreams, and visions, I really encourage you to listen to that episode. And you can find the link to that episode in the show notes page, which is prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 114. That's the number 114. Again, prosperouspetbusiness.com forward slash podcast 114. Have a beautiful day or evening wherever you're at in the world. Thank you for listening. Take good care. Bye. Want to take what you're learning from the podcast and begin to apply it in your own pet business so you can see powerful results? The Pet Business Online Course Learning Platform can help you do that. You'll find instant access courses that can help you launch or grow your pet business starting right now. You can watch, listen, and learn from the courses right now or whenever works best for you and from wherever you're at in the world. The How to Start Your Pet Sitting and Dog Walking Business in 7 Days online course gives you step-by-step instruction and comprehensive tools to help you launch your own pet care business and get paying clients in just one week. The four-week Pet Business Catapult program provides a weekly comprehensive plan to help you create systems and strategies so you can work on your business instead of in your business. You'll also learn exactly what you need to find, hire, and train quality staff and attract high-paying, profitable clients. With these classes and the many other online classes you'll find on the course platform, you can take your pet business to a new level of growth and success starting right now. Go to PetBusinessCourses.com. That's PetBusinessCourses.com or use the online learning platform link in the show notes page to start transforming your pet business right now. You'll find many classes for all your business needs, including how to get your website higher on the search engines and how to use Facebook marketing to grow your pet business, plus many others. New courses are added monthly. These online courses provide solutions and actionable steps so you can quickly take your business to a new level of growth and profitability. And you'll receive your courses in less than 60 seconds after ordering. To find out more, go to PetBusinessCourses.com. Thank you for listening to the Prosperous Pet Business Podcast. It would be great if you would take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes. For any questions, comments, or pet business coaching topics you would like to hear on future podcasts, please visit us at www.prosperouspetbusiness.com or www.sixfigurepetbusinessacademy.com.